This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, it's... There's a lot going on in the world right now. There's a lot weighing on our hearts, on our minds, on our necks, our backs. You're gonna make me say it? Yeah. I'm pussy in my crack. Yeah, you're pussy in my crack. What was that going <laughs> And God cares about all that. He cares about the whole body, heart, mind, and spirit. We mm-hmm. serve a God that cares about the small things and the big things. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, and I did say eyed closed, um, let's just give up whatever is on our heart, whatever's on our mind, our petitions to the Lord. Caroline, we'll start with you. Maybe we'll just go around and pray as we feel led, and, and then I'll close us out. Father God, today I am just filled with praise. Mm, Praise. I have, Lord, how can I ask you for something today? When you literally given me so much, you have poured out so much stuff, just constantly pouring and flowing and pouring. You're absolutely juicing yourself for me day in and day out. And today I'm just going to give it up. I'm going to give it up. Praise praise God. Finally. God, we serve a God who juices us, who overflows us to the brim, that makes us spill out with his love, with his blessing, with his joy. All the fruits, he takes those fruits, and like the grape lady, he stomps on them. Then he falls out of the bed and goes, oh, 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 oh. And we serve a grape lady of a Godfather. That's right. And He's we're making so a beautiful smoothie. That. And mm. that's why Jesus was the Jamba Jews. Oh, King of the Jamba Jews? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Is there anyone else that feels led to pray in the room before I close this out? Anyone at all? I just hope the Spirit is stirring on this couch today. Uh, Dexter has an unspoken prayer today and he's <laughs> going to Dexter, we hear that. We we'll hear that prayer that. and we will lift that up. And God, we want to lift up all these things to you. Uh, we want to lift up uh, everything that Caroline was talking about. My my life, I will say, not quite going as well as Caroline's is right now. I'm not feeling quite that overflow and of blessing and joy, but I know even in the desert period that you are a dessert because you're sweet. Aww. So I'm trying to make that desert period into a dessert period. And God, we we pray for whatever uh, sin Kevin is doing that is clearly bro- blocking your flow. Otherwise, he would be have also filled with nothing but praise instead of complaining about deserts, etc., etc. God, I confess to the sin of God blocking. I've been doing that a lot lately with my, my unconfessed, unrepentant sin. And I'm going to repent for some of it, but maybe not all of it. And God, I just want to um, edge you into forgiving me uh, for the next couple weeks. So we've left up all these things to you. We hope we have a great record today. And it's for all these things we pray. Amen. Amen. And the tea is like yuck. <laughs> <laughs>
card. Consider the source. Hey. Yeah. Oh, God. Consider the source. It's me. Really? Oh. Still surprises you. I'm a fan of my mom. I'm so ready for the summer to be over. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're so ready for the summer to be over. <laughs> he's so exasperated about. <laughs> he's just so ready. Oh, he's yeah. He's so ready. I don't he's know. He's more of a fall girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so ready for a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> he's a Christian fall girl. Put it in my veins. We're here to have Good Christian Fun. That was uh, one of the patron saints of Good Christian Fun. St. Alec Baldwin Alec, <laughs> complaining yes. about his hard life on Patron Instagram of, uh, <laughs> of Instagram live now I think <laughs> doing those reels of first world problems oh, uh, good yeah. Christian fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture movies music entertainment made for made by made about made to Christians but we're not here to make fun of you or to make you go to church we're just here to have fun with some of this stuff it's a sandbox then there were two footprints in the sand, and we're just here to play in that sand. And mess up those footprints. Yeah. Wipe them out and write fart in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make the word fart with those footprints. <laughs> two of them, to be precise. Yeah. And today we're talking about a band we've never talked about on the show before, actually. A band Shockingly. called Delirious, yes. which even if you don't know their name, you do you know, know their them. music. Yeah. You know perhaps. If yeah. you grew up in the church at all in the last... 20 years, 25 years during yes, the time the of their influence. Of your life. Caroline, before we get into it, are, are you ready for the summer to be over? This comes out in September. No, it's gone. I'm not ready. Three quarters of the year over. I wanted more. I was promised more this year post vaccination. We got a great month. Yeah, I had a good time. It was so nice. <laughs> it was so fun. That one month we had. I feel like I wasn't as like messy as I was planning on being this year. Um, and now that fall is you here, mean like, of, it's not uh, cute. Yeah, <laughs> you'll delta. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's fine. Me. What about I was gesturing that? to uh, Horny. Well, you said a messy summer. Like, yeah. I don't know if you meant like like messy, like fun, like sloppy. You yeah, know? like drunken, you know, messy. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, mostly I was just as responsible as I normally am. <laughs> so that's okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I love summer. Summer's my time. So I'm sad to see it go. Well, here's what I'm hoping for the next couple years uh, that will be in the midst of this is that we get a new month of summer every year where it's like we kind of only got May and like kind of yeah. June this year, but yeah. maybe next year we'll get August and then in 2023 we'll get July and then maybe half of June. Like it's going to yeah, be... Yeah, exactly. We'll have something new to look forward well, to. Well, as the climate warms, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be summer year round. That's such a good Fun perspective, optimism, a way of putting it. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. I wonder if Delirious believes in climate change. They're from the UK, mm. and they fuck with Hillsong. The islands are the first to go, so Ooh. if I were one of them, I would believe in it. Wait, the UK is an island? Like <laughs> Gilligan's Island? Yeah. Well, I've never been over there, so I have no idea what it looks <laughs> yeah, like, unfortunately. <laughs> I haven't been to an island yet, but hey, next summer... Ireland, yeah. I'm coming for you. He got his passport. He's manifesting. Yeah, I, I'm for real. No, I actually don't have my passport. It expired last year. And so I need to get it renewed like ASAP because now it's like 18 weeks yeah, to get it because of COVID that. stuff. It's like pain in the butt. Yeah. Okay. So that's just a little PSA for Are you for excited for fall? Yes. Oh. Of course I'm excited for fall. It's going to get cooler. I can put my jackies on again. I can bundle up and <laughs> yeah. hide my yeah, my body. Yeah. <laughs> 
what? <laughs> Hide your body. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. I, I, I like your Peloton over there is shedding a tear. He's like, oh. I thought we had worked on this. <laughs> what about me? I thought this was our project together. I thought you believed in us. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, maybe maybe I'll, we'll find a compromise Peloton. Uh, but for now, we got to introduce our special guest to dig us out of this whole friends and folks. He's a comedian. You may know him from the Who's Your God podcast, the Read the Bible with Me podcast, Views from the Vista, or the Male Gaze. Give it the hell up for Steve Hernandez. Steve is here. Steve. He's here. Thanks for joining us, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, man, I'll tell you what. I haven't been a part of a prayer like that with the music playing in a very long time. <laughs> oh, yeah? And it, it like it triggered me in a way that I was not Body ready for. Body sweats. Yeah. yeah, you looked like you were going to a place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was going on. <laughs> Our first guest that was speechless during the opening prayer, which we fully I mean, I understand. Really, I, I, don't, I wasn't getting the sweats or anything, but I really felt something. Yeah. Like, nervous about it. Yeah. I felt like I don't even believe in God like that, but it felt mm-hmm. blasphemous. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still feel a little bit like, is this cool? <laughs> is this bad? I know. There's that little bad. pebble in your shoe of like, a little... is this a sin yes. technically yeah, right now? It it's just be. been so long. I, I mean, you know, I, I used to be a youth minister at a mega church down the street in West Covina. West oh Covina, gosh. California. Yes. A wow. place called Faith Community Church. It's mm-hmm. now called Faith Church. Uh, but it's I got gr- the community. It's uh, cleaner. cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they I mean, drop that? You don't understand this fucking church, man. They're so Ooh. corporate. I'm, I guarantee you, mm. they had a uh, they had someone come in and tell them to cut like out a the focus community. group oh my gosh. thing. Yeah, like oh, well, we never cared about the community aspect anyway. Is yeah. the backdrop like wood paneling now? And no, like it's still sort of you know they, they have a fifteen hundred seat auditorium. Okay. It's all like lit up and everything. It's a it looks large great. One. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember doing all it's that. All coming back I remember to leading you. the prayers. <laughs> I remember, you know, and I was pretty young when I was doing that. I was 22, 23. And a lot of the other youth staff were, um, my age and friends I grew up with. Oh, right. So I remember like holding hands with like the volunteer staff. Yeah. And like looking at my friend Tim still and someone would say something funny and we would like be laughing <laughs> at them. God, God, just make us as strong as... As strong as the rock of Gibraltar. <laughs> I remember one time Whoa. my eyes shot up and I looked at Tim like, Whoa. Gibraltar. I know it was like, it's always like a, um, a tight wire. Sometimes when people are doing the public prayer of like where, where they're going with it. Well, you know, it's it's been so long. My mom will still have me do it sometimes uh, at Christmas or something like that, which I'm pretty good, but sometimes I do get lost still. But at one point, I was, you know, able to quote scripture and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's great. But now it's like a pretty, out it's song. a high wire act, and it's yeah. all like everybody knows I'm not a Christian anymore. So I'm like, what the, who the fuck is this for, Mom? Yeah. Is this for you? I'm a cover band now. Yeah. This isn't the OG. Think of this performance art. Yeah. Why do you want to hide hide your little body? I love that little body. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank See? you. I just think I I prefer um, you like having layers. You know, and maybe this is like a heteronormative thing but for men i i enjoy the creativity you can get with dressing up with more layers rather than I just like i've been in a t-shirt and black jeans all summer i'd like you know a little jean jacket on top of that a sweater a collared shirt underneath i'm the sorry sweater. did you say in the summer you've been in a t-shirt and black jeans <laughs> yeah wait is that hot <laughs> i will i will tell you the more i've embraced my queerness the more yeah. i've like i just wear these are all long short for me i just wear these like 
like a nice five inch short yes. now. Slamming right a lot that. of thigh. Yeah. Ladies love it. Guys, guys love it. Yeah. yeah. Wait, guys. did you say a rock on the thigh on the weekend? Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> he slips off the jeans. That's when Shows Ronnie and Tommy <laughs> come out to play. Not during office hours. Uh, no, absolutely. Not. No, I, I would never. School night? No. Yeah. Um, I love the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to tease you for a second, but I love that your fall wardrobe is what you're excited about. It's like, I get to wear my two long sleeve shirts every day instead of my two white t-shirts. Uh, I like that Caroline preface it. Now, in an average behavior on this podcast, I'm actually going to tease you. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Um, yeah, but I'm excited for you. Yeah, let the layer up. It's kind of fun. I you do get to get, nice. a lo- get a little spicier with the outfits. You get spicier and you get cozier with people. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that fun? I love a woman in mustard. That Ooh, comes yes. out. The mustard oh, comes sure. out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 mustard and burgundy big mm-hmm. every year for like ten years strong now. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, if you're a woman and you're wearing mustard, you're getting a compliment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, where'd you so get that? Sweet. It's always Target. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, where'd oh. you get that? Target again? They're doing it again? Yeah, they're doing it again every time. Oh, he's pushing me away. Dexter's oh, doing that Morona Dexter. trip. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was sensing I was being teased. Like, well, let me Stop. step in here for a Stop. second. He's burying his sound on the couch. Oh, he's buddy. Sniffing a fart. Well, speaking of your old church in West Covina, we'd love to hear your history with religion and faith. Did you grow up with it? Like from a, as a child? Uh, since I was, I was seven, mm-hmm. we moved to West Covina when I was five years old. Uh, a neighbor woman um, took us to VBS. She mm-hmm. got the, the way that they hook them in. Yeah. It actually worked on me and my <laughs> entire family. But uh, we went to, to Faith. Uh, then she took us to VBS. Uh, I'll never forget that VBS. I just loved it. There was a puppet show that, oh, yes. that told the story of um, the fish and the loaves. But it was modern day, like a kid was telling the story. And uh, I guess the kid's mom had brought him, the, gave him fish and loaves to take. And then uh, I remember the end of it. He goes, and I was the only one who brought a sack lunch. Like, and then she just did the miracle. I was seven years old. That was yeah. a long time ago. Killed you. And I'll never, I was like, this is fucking great. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, and back then that church was very... I, as I got older, the sh- the church exploded, like got bigger and bigger and bigger. But when I originally started, it was like very, it was much more Pentecostal charismatic uh, yes. than it, it'd be. Like even now, it's very streamlined. They won't say we could watch it on YouTube. And in, in fact, I'll make you watch some clips afterwards. Please, uh, okay, great, yeah. But um, <laughs> but they but, don't do tongues anymore. Oh or no, 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 like no. That. They okay. they were pretty. They were always pretty good at tongues. I know how to speak tongues. Uh, I, mm-hmm. um, that's a great story, uh, but I, we're not going to get into it right now. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I heard it's car brands. It's uh, just, I want a Miata. I want a Mitsubishi. I want a Honda. Uh, I want a Honda. That's a, that's a classic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember more getting slain in the spirit stuff. Yeah. More um, people prophesying. We had a, an older woman who was like the prophet. And I'll I'll never forget. I mean, I'll never forget the transition too. But at one point she got up and said like a, you know, woe to you kind of like (gasps) a damning one. And then our pastor, Pastor Jim Reeves, still there. He said, uh, he, he got up and he's like, I don't agree with that word. What? Yeah. And he just like, said no to prophecy the prophet? veto. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was very We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was, like I said, that it feels was wrong. It, yeah, it was very, <laughs> a, a different separate time. Our pastor was very obsessed with excellence and uh, all that kind of, of thing. It was, it was very, perfectionist. you know, yeah, perfectionist, mm. American, like that kind of a thing, but, but very like, like pro business in every mm-hmm. way, that kind of stuff, leadership stuff, John Maxwell, all that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'll never forget one time. 
our our worship leader. He was a guy named Chris Pipes. He was, he was probably about 10 years older than me. So if I was, you know, 17 or, or 19, he was 29. He had a wife. And uh, for the offering song, he the song went up a key change. Uh, you know, as songs do, you know, really bring it home. And uh, the the band fucked it up for some reason. And uh, Pastor Jim got up there in the middle of the song. Like the song (gasps) wasn't done yet, but he, it went, you know, the the key, it was off key, obviously. Mm -hmm. And he just got up. He's like, all right, that's good. Thank you very much. Thank you, band. Thank you, all that stuff. And that was, I mean, I'm, yeah, that was when when I was already a minister. So I remember I I saw Chris later on and I was like, like I said, Chris, man, how how'd you feel right then? He's like Steve. He's like I wanted to die. It yeah. was like the worst. The like, worst because he, he's trying. He's doing well, and it he happens. Just fucked you up. Know? It was his music stuff. Oh my you gosh! Know? Just, you know, my husband was a worship pastor at a church whose pastor was also very yes. excited about excellence. Yeah, and like <laughs> building and growth Is that and like all the that ninth stuff. Fruit too. of the spirit. Yeah, yeah. excellence. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't stop the worship service or anything, but it was so much pressure on those people, and like it felt it did feel like there was a theater performance every week, and if they messed up, like he looked bad, the church was gonna fail, you know, all that stuff, like that amount of pressure on it. Oh yeah, he, uh, Pastor Jim was really like that. Sometimes we'd have uh, the youth band would take over the main service and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and he would just be like, "I hate that song. Don't ever play that song again." There'd be uh, you know, like, it was. This guy's, you know, a real fucking piece of work. Uh, he would always, his brother, who tragic, he tragically passed away because of COVID this past year, but his brother is more of kind of a pastor, but the senior pastor guy, I dated his daughter for a year and a half. She was my first love. I went to that church growing up and, and you know, the whole time, and I probably talked to this guy. I, I was I was the student ministries director for a year and a half. I probably talked to that guy for 12 minutes in my whole life. Whoa. Yeah, but, Even dating his daughter yeah, and being I mean, a part of the staff and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. This guy didn't talk to anyone. His brother took care of everything, the executive meeting. He <laughs> so ran, mafia. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Yeah. He ran everything. And then the the uh, Pastor Jim would come in and everyone would have to be, oh, he's coming What in. was Pastor Jim so busy doing all the time? Nothing. That motherfucker has <laughs> a beach. this, little of that. <laughs> he, has a, he has a beach house now and they drive into West Covina oh. and then they drive out back to the mm. beach. No, they oh, yeah. don't. Pieces they don't even live in the neighborhood anymore? No. Oh, that's probably, probably, probably part of the reason why they probably wow. changed the community. He has since. I talk about this all. You mentioned uh, Read the Bible with me. That's my new podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, I just I think when this comes out, there'll be three episodes. But I, I'm literally reading the book of James. But I talk about one of the reasons why I started it was to kind of just go attack this church for various reasons, which I'm, it's like, to me, a lot of it's very funny. This is the thing that really kicked a lot of this stuff out for me is that his son, Pastor Jim's son, Dan Reeve, who is a year older than me, who's my friend, kind of, as much as one could be friends with this guy uh, that I grew up with, they've tried to hand the church over to him. And he's hands down one of the worst preachers I've ever heard oh, in my life. Oh, no. A bit of a Mike Richards situation, yeah. sounds like. <laughs> in terms of messy yeah. succession well, I But, but Mike, Mike Richards at least was capable of the job. Uh, well, I got to show you guys some clips, which I play <laughs> clips now every week on my show because mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with his preaching now because it's yeah. the worst preaching you've ever heard. You oh, think I'm man. like lying, but the guy's a robot and he like does oh, not understand just basic principles about preaching where hey, I'm going to read this one verse and I'm going to talk about what I think the verse means. He'll like say, start reading the verse. He'll say, the Lord is, the Lord is, the Lord is, the Lord is. And he'll like, uh, he'll say to some people, some people they'll say, my job is, my job is. 
or my spouse is. He just doesn't know how. And he's been doing oh. this for, mm. he's been preaching oh. for 20 years too. He got a job with another mega church right after college. And then they brought him back here. I just did not know they were trying to hand it over to him. And uh, it, that to me is like. So curious that the congregation is accepting this or if they're also like. Well, there's some, you know, I have very close friends who their parents still go there. And I have friends that are still believers as well. We get together a couple times a year for breakfast. It's very nice that they still are friends with me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not kidding when I say that. These are like very good guys. They're all like, some of them are men of God. Like, and it is, it is very nice that they still talk to me. And I, I know that sounds funny, but I think it's very kind of them to open their heart to me. And because, you know, I'm queer, I'm polyamorous, I'm all those things, and I don't lie to them. And I don't Yeah, really and you're antagonistic to their church, you know. <laughs> well, that, they, they don't go to that church think, anymore. Oh, okay, we all that hate helps. that church. Okay, that, that's and a they, bonding factor. Yeah, they're all time, like, yeah. They're, you know, we handed the <laughs> different people would come into after I left and they would take over or that. And eventually everybody leaves because it's like such a crock of shit. Um, but yeah, I do wonder about that now. When, when you watch the videos, they like have all people of color, like on their Instagram, all this stuff. But the, no person of color has any kind of power there either. Wow. The, the people are very, very In white. In West Covina too? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I, they, there's a guy named that I, you know, I don't want to say this guy's name because I don't know what's going on in his heart. But I remember when he first started to go to church there and they wanted to use me for that in that way too, mm-hmm. which I was kind of aware of and, and I was open to uh, because I loved God and I, I wanted to be a part of the mission. Yeah, they're, they're just, tokenizing that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that guy's token. They, I, I, he has like a, a Latina chick with him too that they welcome everything. And then, of course, you know, Dan or Jim, you know, driving from the beach house and then they give their message. Uh, they, I, we, I just found out too that they're selling this property that we bought. Um, we bought, I think, you know, maybe 20 years ago or, you know, I was, so maybe 25 years ago, something like that. Uh, we did like a whole, it was an old Hughes aircraft, um, like uh, they used to make planes there in West Covina. Like hangar? Yeah, uh, like oh, a, yeah. I, I can't think of factory. Let's just oh, say that. Okay, it's, yeah. it's a pretty big property. And we paid 25 years ago anywhere from three to $4 million. I've heard from insiders that Amazon is buying off them, allegedly for $30 million. Oh my God. And I want to know what's going to happen with that money. I Ooh. do too. Yes. Uh, I, I'm, you know, churches are nonprofits, so... I don't think they're going to do anything illegal, but there's ways in churches now to do tons of things legally. A pastor has never stolen money from the church ever, <laughs> not once. So, I, I, just, I mean, we'll, we'll see what shakes out with this uh, group, I, but yeah, but there is a lot of ways that money gets conspicuously unspent on things that should be at the church. Or, or spent, like you know, it's very well known, you know, the, your spouse, if you get hired there in this particular family, the Reed family. The spouse gets hired. The daughters get hired. Everyone gets hired. It's, yeah. it's all ta- tax exempt, of course. The spouses get hired. They get a $100,000, $75,000 thing, which in the scheme of things, when I was there 20 years ago, the offering was $120,000 a week. Uh, so in the scheme of things, maybe $100,000 isn't like a ton of money, but I, I think it's a lot for a minister. And uh, if everything's tax-free and you're getting um, rent paid for by the church as well, you just stockpile that money, and you, you don't have That's any booze to spend it on. You know, <laughs> you go gambling. Yeah, you don't. You don't What's go your g- hobby. That is a lot, though. That's like really high executive pay. You uh, know? Yeah, and yeah. and they're, they'll you know mega churches are there. They I think all of these guys the uh, 
think of themselves as entrepreneurs. They wouldn't call themselves mm-hmm. that. They would call themselves spiritual entrepreneurs mm-hmm. probably. Sure. But they all, because of Rick Warren and Bill Hybels and all of these things, secret sensitive services, they all want the most people. And then they believe that God is working through them because they have such big churches that they're obviously anointed and blessed. Right. I'll never forget that church. Um, and then their book sales are so, also so anointed and blessed I as mean, well. Geez, Rick, well. Rick Warren doesn't even have to take any money anymore. Well, Wait, in, Mar- in Mark Driscoll's case, you can buy the book <laughs> blessing. Yeah, in that shirt. Yeah, truly. Absolutely but also blessed. it's like you have a captive congregation that will probably also buy your book too, which again is their choice or whatever. But it's like if you're shilling it from the pulpit, of course they're going to buy. They trust you. They love you. You know? Yeah. Well, can we back up before, you know, before you started working in the church too? What was like the lead up into that? And, and how were you feeling? about God at that time? Well, I, I graduated from high school. Um, I'm a, I'm Mexican, and my parents didn't mention college to me. So it, it, they just didn't even mention it. I asked my mom recently, how come you didn't make us go to college or bring it up? And she's like, you know, my mom's still a crazy Christian. And she's like, you know, I just wanted God to tell you what to do. And I was like, we're just stupid. <laughs> all, all, all the parenting to God? I was like, we're just stupid. You know, God wasn't going to tell us what to do. I was like, uh, so I, uh, I just went to, I tried to go to the army at first, but I was too fat. I'm fat now, but I was not that fat then. Mm. Uh, I, I, sh- I went to swear in and... Um, they said I was like five pounds overweight. And I was probably like 70 pounds lighter than I am right now. And uh, my recruiter was so mad. And then that summer, I started helping out with the youth ministry more. I grew up in our youth ministry, but I started like assisting. Mm-hmm. And then very quickly after that, they started an internship program. I went with them to Willow Creek. Um, and we under, we, like? we understand. I mean, it, it was awesome. <laughs> <It's> huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, our youth ministry then was like just a regular kind of youth ministry, I think, with uh, lock-ins and Kodak capers and like pizza parties, that kind of shit. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, this is great. I love it. You know, this is fun. But when we went to Willow Creek, that was that like opened my mind up to like. And that to me was, it was awesome to behold the stuff they put on, which now at this point, we know what mega church stuff is, but at that point, I we yeah, never was seen like, they're any, doing this well. We've you know? never seen yeah. anything mm-hmm. like this before, yeah. and um, you know the the place Willow Creek is like a mall and a huge food courts and all this stuff. They have a food court. In oh yeah, a huge food court. That place is oh. huge. There's a waterfall right outside of the church. Whatever you, Ugh. however big you think it is, it's bigger <laughs> and it's more impressive. It's like Christian a college Disneyland. campus. At that point. Yeah. It is like a college campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, uh, you know, and we understood the model. We saw the youth ministries. My, the, the, my boss at the time, the student ministries director, a guy named Jim Hayford. He's Jack Hayford's nephew. If you've heard of Jack Hayford, he's a pre- pretty big old, old school teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, he just said, this is what we're going to do. And so we came back. And you uh, were on board. You're like, yeah, let's make this happen. Fuck yeah. It In was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Like, because I was a performer and I love creativity. And I, I mm. love, I do have a pastor's heart for a lack of a better term. To me, everything, making videos, being funny, all that stuff. I was like, oh, we can like turn this into something. Yeah. And we had money to do it too. So... Uh, that first year, I was an intern. Uh, after uh, my year was up, I became the junior high pastor. After a year of that, I became the high school pastor. 
And then after that, Jim Hayford left, and I became the student ministries director, the high school pastor, and the college pastor. And I had a junior high pastor, a guy by the name of John Reed. And was that your aspiration the whole time? Is like, I want to be the head of the youth ministries at some point. No, I don't think so. Or I want to be head pastor. uh, uh, Yeah, probably. I mean, I had all the ambition that I was, you know, I loved all that stuff. I felt kind of bad about the seeker sensitive stuff where we would have a big event called The Spot. And, uh, all the kids invite him, and then we like lock the doors, and then I give a sermon. You know, I felt uh, kind of bad about you that. You lock the doors. We didn't, really, we didn't really lock the doors. Yeah, you know, yeah. we had like sumo suits and video games. Oh, and, and it was like any kid can come. Oh, uh, like invite all your friends. We have these hot flyers and all that. <laughs> and then you know, we close the door, and I'd be you know give a fucking fuck sick ass sermon. That's right. And God would Set save souls. Crush. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Maria Bamford have a joke about like people inviting you? She's like, you hear about this place in your neighborhood, and it's called the Hole. <laughs> The whole yeah, is very it funny. Like, like a church. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. And then, you know, at some point I just, I was drink. I was, I, I, I started to get drunk a little bit by myself. I liked the way it made me feel. And then I was having sex with my girlfriend at the time. And we went to a youth specialties event. Uh, and I took a, a team, like my leadership volunteer thing as a team. Do you guys know what youth specialties is? No. No. It was like, they would just basically throw events with like the hottest, like Christian bands and Christian like youth teachers and stuff. It was mostly for like volunteer adult staff. It mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily for high school kids. So but, for people who worked in ministry to go. Yes, or like, or, like the volunteer staff. So my oh, volunteer okay. staff, we had like probably 50 adult volunteer staff uh, within wow. the junior high group and the high school group. And so we took like the leadership team of them just to be inspired and, and there'd be different like workshops to like different things for your youth group or something. But mm-hmm. also, like I said, great bands and all that stuff. And I went to that event and I just really felt like, oh, I, I, I'm too young to be doing this. I was 23 at the time. Uh, I've got this shit going on. Uh, I love God, but I don't think God would approve of the way I'm living. And I obviously have some stuff to figure out. So I quit, but they said, I don't want you to, we don't want you to quit. Um, we think you're anointed, but you obviously need some time off. Do you want to stay here or do you want to go somewhere? I went and lived in Ecuador for a few months. Mm. I came back. I told them I still want to quit. And they said, okay, you can quit, but um, you, we don't want you coming here for at least a year. And so oh. after that, I just kind of like spun out for... You know, yeah. that was my home. You, you were sad about that. Yeah, it was, it was a hard. I was sad. I was sad about it. I think I probably had a lot more trauma that to work through than I ever thought. Mm-hmm. But because I was so um, in tune with how they did things, I understood like I understood the business of it, that I had so much influence over it, over people still. And they weren't paying me anymore. So this was the right move for them to do. I, yeah. I wasn't naive to. I was so like into corporate Christianity. I understood everything about it that I was not naive to like, but wait a minute, you're supposed to love me. You know, I right, was like, this right, is my right, home. Right, right. Yeah, you're like, yeah. no, I know. It's like when the parents hang around when you're babysitting, you know, and the kids <laughs> like don't listen to you. <laughs> but yeah. also it is cruel because that, that is like your friends and your family. In another I did way not too, understand you know? the whole time in retrospect. I did not understand how naive I was being. I would play it so different now because politically, these people are just political monsters. I mean, I was just doing, I actually love God. That was like my biggest mistake. Oh, that you fell in love. Yeah. Yeah, Don't rule. Don't fall in love. That's the tagline of Moonlight You'll never fall in love with me. Love God. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fall in love with me. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah, And it's kind of, it's, it's ironic that like your sincere belief and desire to not be a hypocrite 
is what kept you out of a leadership well, that probably would have I mean, kept they you just there, also didn't know? have any yeah. relationship with me. So nobody mm. had, they literally had nothing that could even help me because none of the pastors like were my mentor or my pastor oh, right. in any way. Mm. Yeah. So it's not like they could have even begun to, to help me. And I also was choosing, I, I in my heart knew I was choosing to sin. They asked me to not date any girls. And I was like, nah, I, the girl I was with, I was like- Wait I'm a second. A, they told you don't date any well, girls? Well, because I told them I was having sex. Oh. So they, they knew like, you know, that's a sin. So they were like, you have to not date any women. And For I, how long? I, they they wanted to like ever re, no, no. they wanted to like walk Josh rebuild Harris your model. virginity yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, after a couple years build or up my hymen yeah. again hymen back uh, it goes back they just didn't want I and you know in retrospect they probably didn't want me to they were, they, they just didn't want a scandal either so right. or anything like that one the one big thing that is a sin from the Bible's point of view too is that if I was going to continue to sin and quit then uh, the Bible says the Apostle Paul says that. I should have been able to say up at, from the pulpit, this is what I'm doing, and I'm going to just keep doing that. Mm. That's what the Bible says, too. That's not what happened. They just told everybody. And we had a, we had, I'm telling you, our youth ministry was a locomotive, full steam ahead, all right. these things. They just said, uh, Steve uh, wants to go back to college. And well, so that, <laughs> I didn't understand that at the time, how bad that fucked me, because I just abandoned all these kids and this adult yeah. staff. And, right. I, you know, as they, I, I talked and met with them, you know, through the years, they were so mad at me when if yeah. I would have just said, oh, yeah, I was having sex, they would have been like, oh, well, that makes sense. Because yeah. <laughs> oh, you're also, normal. Like, you shouldn't have to tell anybody that, you know, like, well, that's I mean, if it's in the church, also. that's if it's in the church, though, we're playing by their rules to me. It's almost like regular people. We know yes. that. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah, now I'm not going to tell my boss. I shouldn't have to tell anyone anything. Exactly. Yeah. But right. uh, I think that's the baseline issue here. Not like oh how was the delivery like announcement <laughs> yeah it's yeah, like no they should not have been involved in your sex life whatsoever yeah, except church christianity i think it's okay too that's all like fine i mean if we're playing by the rules but that's it that's an interesting philosophy because it is like yeah casino rules in vegas like the house yeah, always like, wins like, as long as you understand that going to vegas then right. well it's like almost anything like you know like even i'm a stand-up um but i don't like care I don't like care if the people like laugh, you know, mm -hmm. I know that that's a very, oh, I'm an alternative comic. So that's why I, like where I'm like, I, that's not really what I'm like doing it for to make mm -hmm. them laugh. But I do understand because I'm not a bad comic that them laughing is part of the rules that if I'm not making them laugh, then I'm losing. Mm -hmm. So to me, I don't give a fuck if they're laughing or not, but I do understand in this instance that I'm being a bad comic if they are not finding it funny. Yeah, sure. So just yeah. like a kind of a holistic adaptability in the sense of recognizing whatever structure you're within at the time and being like, okay, well, if I'm on a podcast, I'm going to be this kind of guest. <laughs> if I'm doing a stand-up yeah. set, I'm going to be this kind of stand-up. Yeah. yeah. So during that time post, you know, quitting, were you like, I'm just going to try on all the stuff that I never got to do this whole time and like see who I am? Or, oh, yeah. You know, I went hard, yeah, man. Yeah. I went hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I did ecstasy within months. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> dang! Yeah, months, yeah. I mean, but I wasn't. I was like a. I was a pretty hip pastor. I was always very cool. 
uh, you know, I, I like... You weren't like a sheltered person. No, yeah, 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 that's better. Right. I, yeah, I uh-huh. listen to rap music. I, I broke a couple of Eminem CDs, my very own, I'm from stage. <laughs> you, you broke know? them. Oh, yeah, you know, like show them like, hey, I bought this. I'm just like you guys. Yeah. I got suckered by Marshall Mathers, you know, by the Slim Shady. By the way, can you can you imagine like like a, a youth pastor in 2021 to Gen Z how empty and hollow of a gesture? It's like, look at this fiscal media. And they're like... This Titanic scene. It's like, well, it's all right Very here. Yeah. I know you're it. listening to it. Cracking it. Uh, you know, we would have the we'd have these paperback Bibles that you'd give out to new believers when people just gave their life to the Lord. And I would, I, this is a classic move for me. I'd be looking at the paperback Bible and looking at the the high school kids, and I'd rip out a page, <gasps> and they'd be like, "What Holy the fuck? Crap. What is Pastor Steve doing?" Then I like walk a little more, rip another one out, and they're like, "What's he doing?" I'm like. Oh, you guys think I'm crazy for ripping out pages of the Bible? Funny. You guys do it, do it all the time with the way you live. <gasps> wow. <laughs> Mashing of teeth. You know, they're, ripping, they're ripping their shirts. <laughs> oh, my God. They just run around the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's so, so good. That's so good. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I got a couple of just like Joe jobs. I worked at a liquor store and a gas station, and then I... I worked at. I got a job at TGI Fridays in West Covina, and the rest is history. Oh, yeah, six famous years. Famous den of sin. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, some of some of my. I'm glad I lived my 20s at the TGI Fridays in West Covina. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a great time for six years, and then I I've, I've been bartending at a place called the Chatterbox in Covina for 13 years now. Wow. So, yeah, and and uh, I, I was never upset with God. I've I've always tried to reconcile God with the Bible and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. I've always had a, I feel like a, I, I communicated well with the thing that I call God or the Holy spirit or whatever yeah. the fuck that thing is. I never thought some of the things in the Bible were real. I thought the thing I know is more real than that thing. And so I always tried to make it work. It's so fucked up. That'll save you though. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so fucked up when, when you are a Bible believing Christian like that, when you have to believe that the Bible's the inerrant word of God, that you have to like, you're always trying, the, the equation always has to be the Bible's perfect or the, the equal sign. That's mm-hmm. always the solution. And you've got to come up with the craziest pro- so problems to make that thing come true. I mean, it's I have. Cirque du Soleil out there. Yeah, I'm you know, the I, level of twisting <laughs> you're doing is unbelievable. Uh-huh, the yeah. craziest <laughs> theological theories to make that fucking thing work. Or you could just say, or men did it and maybe they even tried their best, but they were wrong and or they didn't have all the information. Mm-hmm. And that thing's just at, at best, it's poetry. And there's some good advice that probably that maybe some of it stands the test of time. Yeah, and I like the lens that you're applying too, which I think, well, now maybe I've even heard it in a good way, like as a postmodernist greatest hit where it's like the problem is not seeing more than there is. Like, it's not like, oh, I don't think this is God. And like, it's a smaller thing or it's a lesser thing than what's spelled on the Bible. It's like, no, it seems like more expansive than what's actually in here, like more mysterious and more elusive in a good way, in a fun way. Mm -hmm. And applying that lens to the Bible and like something that you were taught to be inerrant is way more fulfilling and rewarding than being like, no, I think it's less and less and less of this. Yeah, and I mean it's it's crazy. I started that podcast where we've just recorded the fourth episode, and um, it is fucking nuts to be reading it again. Like uh, yeah. I haven't, I don't know. Have, do you still read your Bible? No. Yeah, I mean it's fucking crazy. <laughs> I'm not ready, honestly. I'm still. I, I, I it's don't been think... like five years, but I'm just like I need a break, and I'll come back to it when I'm ready to probably do what you're doing. Of like I'll read this as an adult with my own. It's crazy. Brain now you know, yeah, I'd be like, okay, what? The 
<laughs> you yeah, know, I mean, it took For me some 20, of this is amazing. It took you know? me 20 years. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. and it took, I really had no, I, I'm just, I've never been mad at Christian. I've never mm-hmm. been, it saved my life in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family comes from a lot of trauma. My dad was an alcoholic. He was abusive, all these things. He's better now in all these the different ways. But if I would not have had that church, I don't know what where I would be right now. Yeah. I fell in love with the Bible. I fell in love with the written word. It taught me to think. Pastor Jim Reeves, brilliant. He got his earned PhD from Fuller Seminary. He taught me to examine the word, to come up with ideas. They gave me the opportunity to preach all the time and everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who I would be without it. I've always been very grateful grateful about that thing yeah um but also i know that most of it so much of it is just so bullshit it's not even in the bible a lot of the bullshit evangelical christianity does uh and and i've always known those things so i've stayed away but black lives matter like changed everything for me because i i would go to these rallies and you would hear these strong black women preach about a god of justice and forgiveness and all this stuff and i was like oh yeah this is what I fucking fell in love with when I was yes, little. Yes, yes. And, and so that, uh, and then I've just had, you know, it's just been God, God has placed it. I feel so funny. I got to get over it. Just talking about God like this again. <laughs> it's real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. For me, yes, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I, I, it, it's my conscious. I don't think it's a being, but whatever this thing is, I think we top Short to tap into. Yeah. yeah as, uh, you know, Young has theories and all this bullshit. Uh, but, the, you know, to do this thing too, but cracking that thing open, and the first, the second episode, we actually start reading the Bible, and I read it, and we had a good, it was a good episode, but I was like, for this to be what it needs to be, I'm going to have to fucking start, like, writing sermons again. <laughs> so, oh, is Lord. that what you're having to do yes, on the show now? Yes, which is nuts. It's crazy, because I'm just straight up reading it, but what's really cool about it this time, uh, and I'm going through, do you know who Joyce Meyer is? She's a yes, preacher. Of course, yeah. I love Joyce. Thirty thousand dollar toilet. Oh no! Does she have a thirty thousand yeah, dollar toilet? She got audited by the IRS a few years oh, ago. Oh my she god! Had like all sorts Don't of tell wild. me this stuff. I've always Joyce Meyer still has my heart. TD Jake still has my heart. There's still a few like great preachers because mm-hmm. I just love theologically. They, they're very playful with their theology. But I believe it. I poor Joyce Meyer. You know, I don't like to speak about women's looks, but she's she's just had so much plastic surgery, and I'm like. I mean, aren't we supposed to have different values in the world? Like, what do you, what the fuck are you doing, Joyce? Come on, give me a break. But uh, I'm using her uh, book. What do you, what do you call it? A devotional oh, yeah. that splits it up. So I'm kind of just going through the chapters. I'm using that to break up the thing. Right. But yeah, I just fucking started doing it. But what's so funny is there's a verse in James. You you know the book of James? Uh, a little bit. I remember it being about like your tongue being bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a that's a verse in it. But yeah. it's it's actually one of the few books in the New Testament where it's like just almost like Proverbs. Like he's just throwing out advice. Mm -hmm. That a lot of it's pretty good. But then there's some verses where I'm like, this verse fucking sucks and it's stupid. (laughs) And I'm able to now say that. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like, throw it out. You know, it's not good. This guy isn't like God, you know? Yeah, I was like, this is dumb. This is obviously he's talking about one guy at the church he's writing to. Because the verse says like, don't ever say God is tempting me because God does not tempt anybody. And I'm like, who says God is tempting me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there was one guy in Corinth yeah. who exactly. he's like, I got to write to this yeah, guy. Yeah, and it says like, I- no, we all say God is tempting yeah. me all the time. If yeah. you really think about it. I was uh. like, this verse fucking sucks, <laughs> which is awesome to now, that is so freeing. But yeah. you know, well, like and I- also when you've been only taught like the Bible from like, white men 
No disrespect. Hey, none taken. To Dexter or you. <laughs> <laughs> Dexter's white. Dexter's not Caroline. No, no, he's not canonically white. Flipping out now. He's but anyway, just look, no. <laughs> going over the steam. Oh, she like you know, see? every everything in the Bible from that perspective is all about winning and losing. You know, and perfect morals and perfect thinking. And like you said, like hearing black women preach or people who have been actually oppressed in their lives, mm. like the Bible makes a million times more sense as a revolutionary. Yes. Text, a, a text about caring yeah. for the community. And liberation theology. Liberation yes, of theology. Course. Yes, that was the word I was trying to think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then that that it works a lot better, and I'm sure on your revisit, it's a lot more exciting of a read. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what, yeah. what I'm going to do with Christ once we finish Book of James. I'm going to have start having guests on, and then we'll do examine Christ. I don't think I've always had a problem with the the idea that anybody had to die for our sins. Thank or you. Any of that. It's just it's Why? it's never made sense when you're little. Why you know that. that? Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's just i was like why would you wait you said if you have to die why like that yeah i just never understood like why well everyone would always hype out like how torturous it was and i was like i could think of a few other like worse ways to die honestly like even now wait a minute i want to hear a long death waiting at the years. people that are ill for years you know people who are abused like sexually and stuff like there's a is lot that what of you horrific for stuff is that what you want for I'm Christ? i'm just saying <laughs> yeah honestly yeah <laughs> and like if he wow. if well. he took it all on and if his death was so terrible you know it's like then being terrible wasn't the point because there are several degrees of terribleness you know that could have been mm, worse yeah i get what you're saying yeah. yes so and, then why did he have to die brutally and, at all and you, you know, know what all i those always things. thought this yeah. is so funny too i always thought that one death covered all of us. I was like, come on. That's like me doing one nice thing and saying, that's Steve, for everybody. But that's the beauty of the gospel. <laughs> one sacrificial Actually, man. scholars say now that it only covered uh, people since up until like 1993. Oh, no. And then everything yeah, after that is like, no. We need a fresh one. Gen Z, you're fucked. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Your it, sins um, are too weird. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus could not account for... He's the, like... I can't deal with all of yeah. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm excited here. I, I do feel like uh, I'm opening up a can of worms for my life and stuff that I'm very excited about. I didn't know about all this ex-evangelical shit until the Mars Hill podcast. Oh, oh yeah. I'd never even heard that term until like last week. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a thing? Choo-choo, I'll abort the ex-evangelical yeah. <laughs> train. It's been rolling into station for a while. I just yeah. didn't know. I mean, I'm uh, you know, I'm out here and sta- doing Josh stand-up. Harris is an ex-evangelical now. Do you know I that? Know. Did you hear the bonus app? What bonus? The app? bonus app of the Mars Hill podcast. We talked about it a little. Oh, bit I haven't last listened week. to that podcast mm-hmm. yet. I need to check oh, in on man. it. Oh man, that I podcast is good. Yeah, well, he uh, just did a bonus app, and it's a straight up like interview with him. That's right. And the guy asks some pretty awesome like theological questions, and it's like, wow. yeah, it's it's a great episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I didn't know about any of this stuff until um, like that Mars Hill podcast, which has just been out for like a month or something. Mm-hmm. So. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, very, very excited. There's a lot yeah. of people like you, you know, who've come to the same realization. But what's funny know? is that the podcast is operating from a perspective I think no one in this room has because the it's a Christianity Today co- like right. production. So it's it is hosted by a man who still has like a, a little protective feeling. Uh, yeah, a, a conservative, yeah. not politically, but a conservative orthodoxy and right. theology. Yeah, and it's like the the central premise is like. This is a good thing that went bad because this guy was like obviously out of his mind, like in terms of like Mars Hill stuff. And even right. his questions with Josh, yeah, I, I kind of went back and forth on like, wait, whose side am I on here? Because they were pretty pressing to like yeah. the idea of Christian celebrity 
party and the idea of like, and then what Josh was saying back to him, I thought was also very interesting. I recommend people listen to that if they can stand it. Mm. If yeah, they can bear it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you're into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the poor guy. The people are still like hanging on still, like they want it to be true still. A lot of that stuff, I'm just like, I, I don't know what to tell what, you. What, with Josh, you mean? No, or? no, the guy who's hosting it. Oh, yeah, with Mike. Yeah. yeah, like those guys are still like fighting, fighting for this thing to be true. And mm-hmm. I'm like, sheesh. That's a that's a sad place to be, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It, especially, I think a lot of people, or or maybe they do, and it's just hard to get to re-realize. Like, you can have your faith and the God that you love and know disentangled from all this, like, shit that you feel like you have to defend also that you don't even like, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, you're right. But, but that takes a long, you know, that, as you probably know, that takes a long time. Yeah. And it, it, the, you I, have to choose it. I could have never done this thing. It's been 20 years for me. Mm-hmm. I could have never done this thing any earlier because I have no malice in my heart. Mm-hmm. I have no anger. I know where I stand with God. I have I have faith in, in my God that I'm doing the right things. My mom is, uh, a, you know, she's a very, she considers herself a prophet. Uh, <laughs> oh my god wow yeah my mom's a prop how's that uh, like i mean in, she give words to you uh she used to the thing mm-hmm. is she's I mean, it's like a it's like a fortune cookie where it's like blessings will happen it's like okay, okay probably Love yeah it. at some nice. point <laughs> she, the thing is she's very accurate at at different times like mm. uh one you know one time when i was at tgf fridays uh I, I i took her to dinner there and she touched my friend josh's hand and she said the word is in you. And then Josh was going to Bible school at the time. Wow. And she literally just touched his hand and said that. I, and I have a stand-up bit of that. In the stand-up bit, I go, other times it just gets awkward at Applebee's. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can really remember a time too. You know, it, it sounds like it's, we all know this isn't God saying it. This is, um, I, I do subscribe to the Malcolm Gladwell blink theory that, some people's brains are just picking up so much information real quick and so are tuned. You don't know how it works. It's just mm-hmm. your brain doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember my mom always goes to these little churches because they respect her being a prophet there. Like, not, you know, faith wouldn't do that. It's because it's so extreme. Like, they expect my, but they respect my mom as a prophet. So she'll always have like these older, like, divorcees that are like her little disciples walking around oh, and stuff. Yeah, like that. Uh, yeah, and she'll like bring, you know, she'll bring them to like family events sometimes. And we're like, what the fuck are you doing, mom? It's Christmas. <laughs> leave this weird there. woman at home. Uh, <laughs> but one time for her birthday, you know, we, I gave her a present. And my mom like ripped open the top and you could see what it is. And she looked at the woman and the woman said, your mom prophesied that you would buy her a microwave. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I you got a word God. from the Lord I and it's God. fresh hot it's popcorn G-E. every night. Yeah, the silver line. We, by the touch of one button, <laughs> the popcorn button that is. But she was right. So, so yeah, I mean, my mom's, her and I still to this day, We'll have these conversations maybe once a month where we'll talk for three or four hours about God. I code switch. But she also knows that uh, I am, like, with sex stuff especially, she just knows I'm pretty out there. And it really, like, hurts her heart. But she's confessed some things to me about this traumatic stuff that's happened to her. Mm. And I've just told her, Mom, listen, I got to tell you, I'm never going to be trauma. I was not traumatized like you. And it it makes me so sad that happened to you. But sex is never going to be a thing for me like it is for you. I'm not. This thing has hurt you. So that's why this stuff has happened. You know, thank God this is an exclusive. I'm going to tell it at my live show tomorrow for the first. But my mom has 
not up until this point got vaccinated, but my sister just texted me before I got here that she got vaccinated. Oh, PTL. And, and, and yeah. my, her brother and sister died from it this in January. Mm, Your sorry. mom's brother and sister yes. did? Oh, God. And, and the so bitch sorry. wouldn't get the fucking vax oh. <laughs> because she's mainlining Fox and all this stuff. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah but um, I tough. also don't blame her. She's had a very, very hard life. I think that's one thing that Christianity gives to people is without christ her her life would be very sad but with this narrative she's able to construct in her mind because it's you know it's like drugs in a lot of ways um it's life's not so bad for her so i'm like there's a reason for all that stuff that happened yeah Mm -hmm. even my sister sent me the text about it and she said you know god told me that i don't have to be afraid of the vaccine that I, i he's got bigger trials for me and that he'll like watch out for me and i was just like okay i'm glad god told you now (laughs) yeah Yeah, whatever (laughs) take it yeah whatever god gave me a word from okay it's coming in (laughs) f d a approval (laughs) yeah hopefully that plays a part she works at kaiser so they're making them get it so it's all of these things i'm glad my mom isn't principled enough to like early retire so (laughs) she just got the vaccine god told her luckily thank god (laughs) whoever took yeah Yeah. (laughs) well that makes some mothers are vaccinated one out of (laughs) three three people in in this room so both of yours aren't either okay so like i said you know my mom literally just got vaccinated so you know there's hope and i didn't think there was any hope that do you guys have any hope at all for your folks no nope <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Huge laugh covering our tears. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know. I, I know. Ha- it's I, painful. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it, it's. We, do you even have you even talked to them at all about it? I did for the first time explicitly last week because I had a trip. I was going to go out there and see them, and then I had to cancel it because I was like. Delta's having her moment. I can't do it. And and I did try to play a little hardball of like, well, if you got vaccinated, I would see you. But if you're not, it's going to be a little bit. And it's going to be a long bit, not a little bit. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and so they're like, just, boo, fucking who? They flipped me off over FaceTime. <laughs> that is so funny, Kevin. I'm telling you, I had the first time, I didn't talk to my mom about it the whole time because I'm like, I don't know what to say to her. Yeah. Mm. I've just, I, I know every trick in the book. I know exactly what she's thinking. These people are in cults. So it's like, there's nothing we can say that's going to change their mind. Mm. So, but it just came up. I, I have a, uh, it's one of the best shows in LA, but we haven't started up again. It's called the Chatterbox. It, the bar I work at every Sunday, we've been doing it over 10 years. And everyone's just asking, Covina's like, they're not getting vaccinated. Like just so many young people, they're just mm. not, they don't, they just don't care. And it's yeah. a pretty young bar and it's not for any reason, but they're like, ah, they're, they say, I know I'm just not, they're not even it. adamant against yeah. it. Or yeah. anything. Some people just, are, yeah, but I'm yeah. like, come on, you're 28. You live with your folks. What the <laughs> fuck do you know about vaccines? Yeah. Like that kind of, and, but it's, but I'm also a bartender. I can't say too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I got it very early on. I'm vaccinated. I'm not concerned about myself. Uh, it, I'm very sad. It's very sad. This guy, Daniel came in and he was like, He's like a little down. He's like, hey, he's like, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm a little out of it. He's like, I got vaccinated, and he's like, I know, I know, sheeple, sheeple. And I was like, <laughs> so he had vaccine shame. Yes, those, yes. Yeah. And without thinking, so I like funny. said, and you know, I'm like a bartender. I'm a very cool guy in Covina, guys. And I, <laughs> without thinking, I straight up like, I like grabbed him and I said. 
Daniel, I'm proud of you. <laughs> That's so nice. He's probably like the only person he maybe knew that yeah. day. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. I was like, I was yeah, like I'm good. proud of you, Daniel. And yeah. I was like, what am I, I telling this guy I'm proud of him for? The pastor in you yeah, came rise his eyes. That's a, pet, that's a shepherding, yeah. especially for a sheeple, it's a shepherding <laughs> move and tactic. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm very excited about, uh, you know, where everything's headed and, and about my relationship with God. Yes, <laughs> I'm happy for you too. Thank I mean, you. it's it's sad when something that was so beautiful for you, you know, as a youth can feel like it's stolen or repackaged and taken away, but I'm glad you'll be able to like find your way Thank back you. to it in a Thank healthy you. way. You know, it's something that works for you. Yeah, and Caroline and I don't know what it's like to engage with faith issues just for the sake of entertainment and via parasocial <laughs> consumption of <laughs> listeners, but we wish you the best in that journey. Yeah, whatever truly, that yeah, whatever that's like. <laughs> it sounds sordid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but for real, thanks for sharing your story. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Story. I went down in West Covina. Uh, California. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, imagine a world, if you will, where you have an extra hour in your day. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to go for a run? You're going to take a nap? You're going to read a book? Are you, hey, you know, listeners of this show, are you going to pray? Are you going to perhaps read not only a book, but maybe the good book? Well, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what it is that's important to you and to make that a priority. And guess what can help you do that? Therapy. Therapy can help you find what matters to you. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And I can attest to this personally. I've been in therapy for 11 years now, and it has helped me tremendously to figure out my priorities, to figure out where my time is going and why, and how to focus on the things I need to focus on and shy away from the things that I actually don't care about but I just kind of get in autopilot and I'm not feeling and dealing and tuning into my body in real time. Therapy helps with all of that. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GoodChristianFun today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GoodChristianFun. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise plus new originals like Payback Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man Cary Grant Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV stream with a free trial at BritBox.com Welcome back to Good Christian Fun it's time to dive into the topic Come on, let's go. What, was, what was your general exposure to Christian pop culture? Uh, um, uh, you know, I was always, because I was like a cool pastor mm-hmm. and, uh, I was always, I like secular music, all that kind of stuff. So it was always like, you know, my first concert was Michael W. Smith at the forum DC talk opened. 
And then the At next the week, forum. yeah. And next, the next oh week, I saw Depeche Mode. Whoa. But I try, depending who I'm talking to, <laughs> yeah. I will tell them my first concert is Depeche Mode or Michael W. Smith. Uh, That's a good move. Wow, do you remember the Michael W. Smith concert? Oh yeah, I mean, was it, it awesome? was a free ticket. It wasn't like I know you guys talked about it last week, but like that's an instance where it's like we, I mean where you're just pulling always pulling for a crossover stuff like i want to find something that regular that people of the world that's what we used to call them, yes. that people of the world <laughs> could like people. love get excellence i remember that michael w smith song place in this world you know shot to number i think it like stopped at like 11 or 12 on the vh1 like video charts mm-hmm. and i remember like oh, that's the best we got right now yeah, yeah. And you're so proud of it <laughs> yeah, too yeah, yeah, you're like look one of us yeah, like you yeah, made it it must be it. how See, like, we are good the countries feel during the olympics when their people play <laughs> Place, however, yeah, yeah, yeah. in like bronze or silver. Yeah, yeah that's a yeah. lemon on VH1. It's on the team. Um, so I, I did. I never just. I never got into Christian music like where I would jam the stuff because I was just aware of how bad it was. And I'm a little older than you guys, um, so I remember when they like came up with the idea to like, oh, we're just gonna make bands that are like we'll have a band that's just like this other band. Copy paste, but uh, worse. Yeah, I, I remember there's a band literally. <laughs> When I was like a sophomore, junior, because, you know, you used to cruise the Christian bookstore and you're like looking at the music, checking out any cool merch, you know, <laughs> getting a fluffy Bible cover. Yeah. That was what I was all about. I tell you what, I did a um, I was over in Norwalk the other day, which is south on the five from here. And coming back, I passed by a faded old sign for family Christian stores, which is, you know, a chain that's now out of business and has been for years. I mean, Lifeway still exists to a degree, even though they closed most of of their stores, but family Christian stores have been out for a long time. Especially in uh, Southern California. Yeah. Holly weird. Isn't that funny? (laughs) There used to be a great one down the street called Lighthouse that I used to go to sometimes. Oh, down the street from here? Yes. uh, Off a lake. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But... I remember, yeah, cruising the the so, uh, CD called Raspberry Jam that was like Pearl Jam, and the stickers would say, no. "If you like Pearl Jam, you'll like Raspberry, Raspberry Jam. Jam." They were doing puns on the name too. I mean, it was oh yeah, gosh. it's just straight up stealing like that. So I never was. I was always looking for like a cool christian band that happened a cool christian band that just happens to be christian and did you find any <laughs> uh you know we i had a i had a uh, I, i'm gonna have to play it for you guys afterwards too i had yeah. a pretty i had a christian hip-hop group called get down voltron that was me my brother and my sister wait, we had a live band say the name again get down voltron get yes. down voltron yeah <laughs> as in the transformer band yes i mean and my sister's awesome i'll play you guys the music afterwards it's like we were very good uh, P.O.D.'s uh, record label like brought us down to San Diego Whoa. and they wanted us to sign with them but they wanted us to uh... <laughs> no is that you guys yes that's <gasps> me that's my sister is that you in the middle that's me in the middle oh my god! and that's my brother you t- guys look look at all the energy that's so yeah. sweet uh, and you got a whole band behind you my brother's a famous hair colorist now oh really <laughs> yeah. really yeah it does Kanye's so- hair and Charlize Theron's hair oh my gosh Whoa. Uh, Can you do Caroline? <laughs> Please, fix my life. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and they brought us down there, but they wanted us to start wearing dickies and stuff, and we we had too much artistic integrity. <laughs> Wait for a that. second, <laughs> that's true. Wait, why? Because that's what POD. That's like that's like what POD was like. So yeah, they were yeah. like, "Oh yeah, you guys got to start. We're not going to sell out more. and wear dickies." <laughs> I mean, we had the talk. Trust me, we had the talk. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I didn't. There wasn't too many like. Christian bands. I, I was lucky enough to be there when like some of the first big Christian movies came out. A, a, mo- a book called, a movie called, 
it had Casper Van Dien in it. It's not the Bible code. The Omega code. The Omega code. Yep. I remember when that was in the theaters. I uh, saw it in the theaters with my grandparents. What's that about? Uh, it's about that an end times. End times. Movie? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. like that apocalypse stuff. Uh, yeah. Where we left behind end times. Mm-hmm. Movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where our theater, you know, bought like three theaters out, and everyone went to go see <laughs> yeah. it. Um, by the way, I saw you guys haven't. I'm kicking myself right now because you asked me what what I want to talk about, and I, I just remembered it when when you were talking. But you guys haven't done. Um, Fireproof yet? Have you? We did Fireproof oh, for oh, like yeah, second yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I love that movie to yeah. this day. I that watch it like once a year. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but but we're waiting for Fireproof too, in which Kirk Cameron plays a firefighter that refuses to get the vaccine, even though there's like a, a government mandate the state for employees. Is ablaze, and he's oh like, no. <laughs> it's absolutely. And the movie perfect. ends with him letting City Hall burn. Yeah. <laughs> but he keeps his principles. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, I I was uh, you know there was very few christian things where i would be like this is awesome in and mm-hmm. of itself uh, until delirious okay wow. and i really was i mean i was blown away by by delirious when delirious came out so i was doing this i think when they popped off uh, you know it was 99 2000 something like that i definitely was gone from the church before 9 11 but what's the real disaster there? Um, but, okay. Uh, but uh, I, when I first heard uh, Delirious. Never forget, Steve left the church. <laughs> you know, I really, you know, I thought all the other Christian music was so corny and shit like that. But Delirious, I, there was just something about them. Obviously, they're a U2 ripoff band. And U2 holds a very special place in my heart. When I was little, I remember trying to convince my mom they're a Christian band and like playing the lyrics for and everything like that. There's a case to be a made. Good case. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. you too. Well, I know. I made the case to my mom. <laughs> oh, it worked. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where the streets have no name. You know, I remember playing mm-hmm. her like, Mom, this is Christian. You know, this other stuff. So uh, when Delirious came out, uh, they were such so in the vein of U2. Their lyrics were so prophetic in a lot of ways, and they weren't like trying to be corny or cheesy. They were just like, you know, unabashedly like prophetic and all this kind of like, we're going to use some Old Testament Im- imagery and all that stuff. And I, I just bought into it hook, line, and seeker. And also, I was a worship leader a lot too. We played heavy hands in into worship. So, any as your as your husband can tell you, we'll be able to tell you is you're just always hunting for new worship stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. every week, you're like, we need a new fucking. The repertoire song. is like pretty small, actually. At the end of the day, yeah, <laughs> you're like, I can't do like come and fill me up again. Shout to the Lord, it's over. Like, yeah, my pastor just, doesn't like these ten yeah. songs. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so finally, you know, when they came out, they came with like a few bangers, like. To this day, that I, I love to hear them. I know we're going to talk about one of those bangers. Well, what was what were some of the other ones that you loved? Um, what a friend! I, what a friend I have. You know that song? What a friend I have. I think it's called that. It was like, what a friend I have. It's an old hymn, isn't it? No. What a friend I've found. Yeah. What a friend I found. It's this one. Oh, he's transported. Hand, we got a hand up. Right? And then the, oh my gosh, you know, the, we have the, a paw. The singers kicking right here. <laughs> the backup singers are singing that part. And then on my ad lib, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes. 
What a friend I found. Yes, right there. Yeah. Mm. That song's great. Um, These British boys did it for you. Let's see what what the the one, one most people would know, which we're, we 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 didn't listen. I can sing for, of your love. Forever. Yeah, that's their probably you know, that's their Mr. Brightside essentially. This is uh, their version with Hillsong. And with this song, you will. <laughs> I've heard the song that never ends from Lamb Chop. Well, this is the spiritual sequel. I've met Darling Check. Uh, I've met really? Hillsong. Yeah, we, my a church is very early adopters Hill Hillsong. in the Hillsong before Hillsong. they were that big. But I met them. I met Brian. Uh, what's his name? Brian Houston. Houston. Yeah, yeah Brian Houston yeah. in Australia. Oh. And their youth leader, a woman by the name of Christine Kane, was very close to her, her and her husband mm-hmm. for a while. They came over. They visited Faith a few different times. One time, this is so funny, because what if it turns out to be true? She went down this like line, Christine Kane, and was prophesying over everyone. And when she got to me, she said... You have a very. Podcast. She said, "You have a very strange calling." She literally a said strange that. Strange calling. <laughs> wow. It did not feel good. Trust me. <laughs> oh, it wasn't like strange in a cool and no. She's way. like, like, I don't understand. Wrong. No, it was like I, I don't know what's going on with you. That kind of. It's thing. like when the pretty girl's girl true. says, "You're weird." <laughs> Hillsong came to our church, and it was the first time we we charged tickets to it. And that was good. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, you charge tickets for people just to come to service. I mean, to coach, come see Hillsong. It was like a pretty like. I remember the ethics of it, and we had like debates about it. But it was just like, yeah, we're gonna charge people. Don't have to come because it wasn't like a. It was like a bone. It was like oh, a, its own it was night. Extra, but I was okay, like, it feels yeah. kind of crazy that we're charging people for our worship music. But perfectly in line. Hillsong's <laughs> ethics. I'll tell you what, <laughs> they'll be fine but, with that. But uh, yes, of course, that song's great. Those songs are great. Um, I yeah they they don't like I, I I love delirious they don't ever like try to act like they're not there but to worship God. That's the thing as compared to so many artists and bands we've talked about where uh, what whenever they came up in the eighties or nineties two thousands then they make a pivot hard into worship or at least worship adjacent but they were born and birthed by being worship people and um, were they I the be- people who maybe like kind of forerunners of being a worship Definitely. band, yeah. you know, that yeah, made yeah. this seem like a viable business for There's people. a good case to be made in uh, in the sense of like, because obviously this is pre-Hillsong United as we know it now. Right. I don't, it might have been like parallel to like Darling Check stuff. But like in 1992, they started in Little Hampton, England. Uh, they were worship leaders for a community church called A-Run Community Church. And the youth event was called Cutting Edge. So they were just a cutting edge band. They weren't delirious at the time. Here's the funny part is Martin Smith, that's like the primary uh, lead singer and uh, one of the main songwriters, along with Tim Jupp and Stuart Smith. And they were in the band together, but the thing all three of them had in common is that, oh, you read this? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) The thing all three of them had in common is that all three of them married sisters <gasps> of the same the, uh, you of know an elder at the of church. an elder at the church a guy named <laughs> david thatcher his three daughters Nuts. were married to those and folks those daughters the cores 
<laughs> but it's just be so, like, that's enough to start a band. <laughs> they, they got married so young. Uh, Martin Smith's wife uh, it was 20 when they got married. Oh, so man. they were like, you know, so yeah. child, child bride child uh, culture isn't uh, an American import exclusively. <laughs> I'll say. And then David Thatcher's son, that elder son, John Thatcher, joins the band. So it's all a family affair <laughs> yeah, except right. for one guy who's like, oh, I'm also here, but yeah. he's the only one without a familial in-law connection. Yeah, and the sisters in the band. Are left mm-hmm. out too. You know, I, I have to believe too at the time. I can't remember exactly, but I do have to believe that there was something like, like the story of this band coming over from England too. Um, because I'd, I'd been to England before I, I used to lead like mission trips over there and I've been to, to England a few times, France a couple of times and the churches there are notoriously like pretty dead. Mm-hmm. I remember it, it, fun, some of the first cracks in my faith came. Well, dead according to evangelicals. Absolutely. Yes. The yeah. right ones. <laughs> but, uh, the whole I, continent is just dead, dead, dead. No religion at all. Nothing. They haven't heard the word of God in years. And it's like, didn't they like invent Catholicism and yeah, but Protestantism then, and then everything? Then we left it because it was so dead. It started this great America. That's so yeah, funny. Exactly. But, uh-huh. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I remember going to France and the churches were so boring. I remember thinking, shit, I don't even know if I'd be a Christian if I had these churches. If I didn't have the the amazing spectacle that we put on. I don't even know if I (laughs) You love showbiz. Wait, what was your mission in Britain, I'm curious. Like, what were you guys there to do? Were you converting people in England? I, I, Britain specifically, I don't remember. France, this is very funny. Uh, A lot of the stuff would be like, we would just like play the guitar on the street. I mean, I never organized the stuff. I didn't like yes. the stuff. But one time in the France, coffee tour missions. Yes, yes. One <laughs> yeah. time in, in France, this is real. Sometimes people don't believe me, but there was a mime group, um, a Christian mime group there oh, at the I same time. Oh, I know about time, these. Yes, and that they were called Mimistry. I know Hell about yeah. Mimistry. Okay. Unfortunately, I have been to a Mimistry show. <laughs> wow, this nuts. is great. I've never yeah. met anybody else. <laughs> but have you performed in a Mimistry show? <laughs> no, I haven't. But there was the Mimistry was located in Pasadena at the time I oh, went. Oh, interesting. So, like, so great. Careful. Like, the energy is here. Yeah, they're acting out. Angels watching over me. You know yes, what I mean? It's, it's universal great. Language. With the Amy Grant song? Mime. Oh, yeah, yeah. Angels watching over yeah, me. acting it out of the street. <laughs> it's so funny. Is, uh, in college, I had friends that went on missions to Australia. Australia, and at the time they were telling me like Australia is one of the most unchurched nations in the world and I was like I believe you 100% <laughs> and then to find out like Hillsong started in Australia yeah. there's like a billion churches in Australia like they're, they're certainly Newsboys. saturated you know yeah. Peter Furler Phil Joel there yes all Australian I know so you too uh, uh, you too oh, <laughs> Delirious is only active as a band from 92 to 2009 they disband eventually and then Martin Smith goes on and does his own solo stuff but yeah they're pretty much worshipped throughout they do have a few like little dalliances into like Maybe maybe we'll be mainstream, and they just kind of end up, yeah, sounding a lot like you two in the process, and maybe a little bit like REM at some points. Uh, but yeah, Mesomorphous was one of those, or Audio Lesson Over. It's usually not well received, so they're weirdly like guys who pivoted back to worship <laughs> after starting in worship. Usually, yeah. it's like Michael W. Smith starts in pop, and then he just goes like head yeah. like head first into worship and sing with third day. Pop. That'd be fun. Michael W. Smith. Yeah, I wish it was all just like fuzzy eighty yeah. synth pop instrumental. Yeah. Secret ambition, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, nobody yes. knows his secret ambition. <laughs> but yeah, it was like a sort of, especially with all those cutting edge 
cassettes that they uh, released. Those were EPs that then they collected into like this bigger album, which is uh, what the song we're talking about today is from. Did you feel the mountains tremble? Uh, maybe we should just listen to the song. Mm. Yeah. Caroline, do you want to try to do the hitting the post game that we did last? Oh God. Okay. Last I don't know episode. I'm good at this. So Steve, this is a game in which we start the song and like a, a DJ at a radio I show fast enough. Well, it's not about how fast you talk. It's just okay. about timing it to okay. when it's the, when the vocal starts, it's uh we're doing like a DJ type intro for it <laughs> and seeing if we can time it perfectly to when she ends, when the vocals start. Okay. Are you ready, DJ? Yeah. What's your DJ name? Uh, C Chick? What is it? Uh, DJ Caro. DJ Caro. Okay, here you go. Good morning, everybody. Today we're going to be listening to only good tunes on your way to work. Stay tuned later on. We're going to have a sweepstakes call in. I'm going to call your mom, find out why you moved did out of home. Feel <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be longer, too. I did, too. I, I thought it was the a lot longer. I was getting warmed up. Well, the fade out is more, is longer. <laughs> it's like Martin Smith interrupting, like, okay, we got <laughs> it. We got it. Like, no, that's right. Jesus Christ, the Christ. One of the rare British singers that sings with an accent. Most British singers do not. They mm-hmm. sing with an American mm-hmm. accent. Did you feel the people tremble? Did you feel <laughs> <laughs> I'm so cold. <laughs> when the lost begin to sing of Jesus Christ, the saving Christ. I love this. This song is like, we were right, like Christians, you know? <laughs> we were right. <laughs> right now. I mean, just the nations are bowing down I mean, yeah. to Christ come back. Here we go. You know, masking, wearing max masks in the restaurant. <laughs> well, funny you should say that, Steve. Oh, no. Because we're not going through covers on YouTube today, but when you type in, do you feel the mountains tremble on YouTube, one of the first that does come up is uh, our old pal from Bethel, Sean Fucked. Oh, this guy. Sean, Sean Feud, or whatever his name is, is a uh, far right-wing worship leader guy who's super been holding spreader master he's doing super oh, yeah, spreader yeah, yeah. i know who that guy is, he yeah. does like freedom let he's us worship rallies for a while yeah. right yeah yeah so he does them he does them everywhere all over the country and there's there's one video of him doing it with this song in like november of last year <laughs> oh gross the thing is oh. he's still doing them and churches are all open. all of them are open <laughs> he's like let us they're like, like okay the reality is for nothing are they still well attended his little yeah concerts? yeah yeah 
Yeah, I'm sure it's like, you know, I'm sure it's like a prelude to a political run for office, maybe, for mm, him. and certain, I mean, he's a failed politician. Can't wait for him to be the governor of California really soon. <laughs> yeah, he probably will be. Honestly. What a great time for us here in California. Man, this song is just like riding a roller coaster. I mean, it is so exciting. It's so exuberant. I feel like... Flipping through the catalog of all the worship songs that we would sing, like this one is just fun and like joyful, mm-hmm. you know? And it's not joyful because of something horrifying. It's just like joyful, yeah. like predicting something great. Well, they say joyful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, and you want to talk about dancing <laughs> <laughs> on injustice? On mask mandates? <laughs> I mean, when you th- yeah. talk about you too, you are talking about uh, a band that like loves to make anthems. Mm-hmm. But yes. um, I, have you guys seen you two in concert? No, no, I missed them at the Rose Bowl a couple years ago. I saw them at the Rose Bowl. How was it? I always, I'd always wanted to uh, see them, but I, I, you know, every new album, I was like, "This this sucks. I don't want to go see them anymore." (laughs) And when they did the Joshua Tree at the Rose Bowl, and they just played Joshua Tree, yeah, yeah. and they played Joshua Tree, I was like, "I gotta go." Yeah, and it was, you know, they're a worship band. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're a worship band. Uh And so they know how to do it. Delirious bit their style. If it's not easy to make anthems, though. They, I mean, you know, everybody would make them if it was so fucking easy. Yeah. Because um, the lyrics have to hit right, too. It's mm-hmm. not just the music building up and everything. I mean, what the, what, do you feel the mountains tremble? Open up the gates. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm literally picturing, like, some, like, sunlight going, and I feel it rumble, and I look, the mountains are <laughs> yeah, shaking, yeah, yeah. and you're like, what the fuck? Is yeah. that Yahweh? Yeah. It is such, um, yes. especially when you contrast it, because this is, like, 92, 93, 94. When you contrast it with contemporary worship, it's such much more charismatic language. Like, yes. Yes. dancers, yes. And yeah, joyous yeah. things, and beauty, rather than, like, ribbons, we're pieces of yeah. shit, or, like, how low can I go? Or, or <laughs> the kind of more romantic stuff, where this feels a little more community oriented obviously with like aesthetically yeah. with the choir singing and yeah. whatnot but it's like it's optimistic mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. and it's both it's mostly horizontal like the horizontal versus vertical where verticals singing to God horizontal singing to other people about God and it's like did you hear the mountains tremble yeah. so yeah. to other people yeah. which I think is based off of uh, you know faith of a mustard seed that could move a mountain mm-hmm. in scripture mm-hmm. I would assume do you think this is like a uh, you know when the millennium is coming back, and that's why we're all singing and everything. Like, what is this? What's this? Oh, this event? is an apocalypse. Think, Diddy? This is inspired by Y two K. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a Y two K. Yeah, <laughs> or is this supposed to be like now every day? Did you know, your computers turn on <laughs> at midnight? Run out of zeros. <laughs> yeah. We all learn programming. That's so funny. It's a Y2K. I'll never forget one of these. uh, uh, When Y2K was about to happen, because I was a minister, I remember. because our church was like so like business, it was like business leadership, all that kind of shit. There was like some things they the, the pastor just wasn't gonna be buying into, but also like you couldn't talk shit about it. And I remember one of the pastors like, "Should we have an event on Y two K?" And then uh, my pastor was like, Pastor Jim was like, uh, "I think people probably just want to be with their families for that." <laughs> I did. He's like, "I want to be at the my beach house. I yeah. did not want to be with you I've fucking losers." Got a gorgeous losers. New Year's plan with like vintage champagne. Sorry, I can't make it. I remember pulling out a Netscape Navigator on my mom's oh my friend's computer at midnight at a New Year's Eve party and be like, "It's still on." Yay. I don't know why, but I think I was at Universal Studios Whoa. at that time, and I was scared. But I had like my little glasses on. Where did you like, grow up? Here we go. Uh, here in Southern California. Oh, what yeah. uh, what part? 
I grew up in like like Elsinore. Oh yeah, yeah. you probably know. My yeah. sister lives in Corona. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that whole mm. area. Mm-hmm. What you? What church did you go to? I well, I went to a Calvary Chapel Christian school. Okay. And then we went to this random church in Canyon Lake that was like, I think Dutch Reformed, but they were just like general, you know, Christian oh. church. It was a very mild, mild mannered <laughs> church. But the Calvary Chapel thing, what captured your heart? Oh yeah. yeah, I loved Christian school. Just like <laughs> all about it. Yeah, yeah. And I also secretly thought I was like the worst, you know, or something yeah, while I was there. Yeah. Perfect, perfect yeah. niche. Yes. Uh huh. But we never went to the Calvary Chapel Church. I don't oh, know why, Golden though. Springs? Um, no. Well, the there's the Hot Springs like Bible College. Oh yeah. One. A lot of my my uh, classmates went there get an unaccredited cavalry. education. <laughs> cavalry or cavalry? Calvary. 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 Calvary is the hill. Yeah. Cavalry is the military. You know, I just mm-hmm. found out Chad Veach went to Life Bible College in San Dimas. Chad Veach is enlarge my border. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, the guy from the video. That's about right. <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah, but to me, I mean, San Dimas is right next to Covina. I know tons of people that went to Life Bible College. I think I almost went to Life Bible College. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, I can't believe this fucking nerd went to San Dimas. <laughs> Bible school <laughs> could have been a neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yes, the songwriting. Did you feel the mountains tremble? Hear the oceans roar when the people rose to sing of Jesus Christ the risen one. <laughs> <laughs> when the lost began to sing of Jesus Christ the risen one, we can see that God, you're moving a mighty river through the nations. When young and old return to Jesus, fling wide you heavenly gates, prepare the way. Fling wide you heavenly gates. So an anti Mark Merritt, he locks the gates. <laughs> And they're saying, playing wide, you haven't leaked it. <laughs> Open up the doors and let the music play. Let the streets be- that's a exciting. beautiful song. Yeah. It's beautiful. That's a beautiful song. Yes. Even like for a Christian song, the, the, the poetry of that, I think, is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it, it is like basically kind of an end time song, but there's nothing violent about it like most no. end time stuff. It's yes. just straight up, we're going to bow. It's like C.S. Lewis. It's like Aslan's walking totally, out and we're totally. bowing our knee to Aslan. Yeah, this sounds like Aslan right here, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. By the way, you've, you're just still playing. Like the song. This is song really is long. nine minutes and forty six yeah. seconds long. It's a lot of uh-huh. just like on the original album around. version. Uh-huh. Well, because they were like, um, and this was new too, as far as like recorded Christian music goes. Oh yeah, like, they were doing live. It's stuff, essentially right? worship jam band because they were such good engineers. They would just record their events, and they knew how to engineer that stuff, and they would just use that as their recording space. Mm. And um, wow. but but also it was it was kind of uncommon i think for mainstream worship i like in gospel traditions obviously they would do it but like for them to just like jam what the christian equivalent is of jamming out for a band they would right. just kind of do and the song where it's like the song is very short uh lyrically and then they just repeat it a bunch but then yeah do the instruments a bunch Which people too. are getting slain in the spirit you know people yeah. are like falling down god's touching everyone oh yeah everyone's fucking dancing especially to this one and to me it doesn't i can't tell if this is because like it's a product of my adolescence too but i'm like does it sound dated to you guys when you listen to the like the instrumentation yeah there's like super reverby drums and and guitars and whatnot it sounds like 90s i was anchored from of that time in my life but yeah it does a little bit because i can't tell i feel like i am learning that British people are better at like American evangelical music sounding like I was just surprised they were from Britain to me. This is like the sound of like 
America megachurch music, you know? Right, which is when we say like modern contemporary worship is so U2 inflected, it's really delirious inflected. Yeah, yeah. And even like they have, you know, that song, my soul sings, my soul sings, that's them as well. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of, you know, a handful of others. Deeper, you remember that. It was like the the, uh, sort of uh, youth ministry anthem Mm. where it's like, hey guys, we're having a pizza party and a locket. Are we doing it? Okay, I can do it. All right, guys, turn your neighbors to your left or right. Give them a high five and a hug and definitely find a partner. We're going to have a Halo Land party here in the sanctuary. And then after that, we're going to have a rap and a chat about G.O.D. and see what's going on upstairs to make sure nothing's going on downstairs. So check us out after the break. I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> After the break, you really feel that one. Though. That one that you feel it coming yeah. from a mile away. There's like yes. a drop. I know. I'm gonna play with a loaded deck here. This is great. Yeah, I remember for me, uh, I had I had this album. I saw them live too. Oh wow! Whoa. I remember seeing Delirious live at a, at a big old church in some sort of mega church in, in Houston, Texas. And I remember um, the glam at the time. This must have been like 2003, 2004. So they were touring behind, or no, it was earlier because it was Glow, that album Glow, which I actually like a lot of the songs on, album they put on 2000. And Martin Smith, the main singer, was decked out in almost like sort of uh, late 60s Elvis regalia, as in like a white jumpsuit that was like bedazzled out. Like he had glam light, and I remember at one point he... He um, didn't crowd surf. He walked on the audience. So he was like, Whoa. he was just walking on the audience while they would like hold his feet during that some of the seem songs. Right. <laughs> For a worship band. Yeah. Simple, right? Yeah, it doesn't seem appropriate. I think they were trying. They were really trying to be conversant in both. Be like a real band. And it's yeah. so funny because it's like Pearl Jam. If you like Pearl Jam, you'll like you. Uh, Third Day. If you like. Alanis Morissette, you'll like Rebecca St. James. But the idea of like Christian U2 is like, they're already Christian. We don't need another one. But, but yeah, they uh, obviously had a lot of uh, songwriting chops with the worship stuff, at least. I mean, I love that you played it. I'm glad we, we, we talked through it and stuff. But hearing that, I think it's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it the, the past couple of days, too. And yeah, I mean, it's that that's a beautiful song. And I, it's almost like, because they were so young and they obviously started off as a worship group, I almost don't like... You know, if you got if you weren't making money or anything, I just feel like more power to you, Delirious. They're like we're yes. not chasing the dollar. They weren't an audio adrenaline or anything. It, it's they obvious. I, I mean, I'm just like I'm happy for Delirious. They wouldn't wear the dickies. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they would wear everything the but the yeah. dickies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's I so guess. True. Yes. Yeah, he had such a funny. I wish I could find Martin Smith jumpsuit. I wish I could find. <laughs> that surprised me because I would you, assume Kevin. they're like basic. I, uh, you is, know? Is, there, yeah. is there a chance that it's not true? <laughs> I was there. I <laughs> promise. Just dream. Oh gosh. He was my Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. He was. I listened to my glorious and glow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Or uh, yeah. They they tried to they tried to do both, but um. Yeah, I haven't listened to them obviously in a long time, but I remember visit revisiting this song specifically oh, yeah. back in like 2013 and it having kind of the same effect where I got very emotional mm-hmm. listening yeah. to it mm-hmm. because yeah. of obviously nostalgic feelings attached to it. But then 
also it's just a beautiful song. intrinsically yeah. i think it is a beautiful is. good song it is uh that i don't want to ruin by listening to sean fox sing. <laughs> <laughs> we won't do that so maybe we should just leave it at that um <laughs> Did, they even had their own um like really stupid christian scandal about like one of the songs they wrote i don't know if you read this kevin but like they had written a song about yes on mesomorphous Mm -hmm. yes about i I think a real person who had come to their show and she had maybe talked about like wanting to end her life with them whatever they wrote this song and one of the lyrics is she's pretty as hell and that was enough (laughs) for them to get like banned and like censored canceled you know like kicked out of everything and it's from a song called it's okay and it's she's pretty as hell and her eyes have no home Another broken woman. <laughs> broken song. woman song, of course. Uh, yeah. Christians are obsessed with those. They uh, love a broken our, woman. Uh, we did a Christian haunted house at Faith. Uh, it's like a Hell House situation. Yeah, I did a Hell House there, and we called it Inferno. Mm-hmm. And we fought for it so hard for the uh, the tagline to be. Uh, it'll scare the hell out of me. Yeah, the pastor doesn't have it. I was like, I was like, but the he- we're gonna put the heaven in them though. Like, ah, <laughs> we'll scare the heaven, the heaven into you. Yeah. It doesn't quite hit the same way yeah. you want. <laughs> sounds more graphic and violent. We're gonna put something oh in gosh. you. Now I'm good. I can't believe you guys did a hell house too. We spent so much money on it. I, did I, you have like the abortion scene and uh, all that stuff? I don't remember for like sure that. if we had abortion. I feel like we did. We for sure had gang scene. Oh, uh, and we had drugs. a party OD scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we might have had a, an abortion scene, but actually, no. Faith wouldn't have done that. It's a little too controversial. Oh, they would have stuck to something. Yeah, the, it's, when when I was young, we were very pro life, but it just kind of is a thing where it's like, ah, eh, we're not going to deal with that. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dancers who dance upon injustice. Isn't that beautiful? It's so. What is that? That's so. To me, it reminds me of assembly of. Uh, I I also grew up partially in an assembly of God church. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there was like a dance ministry where was this girl named Brittany and this other girl named Amanda, and they were barefoot dancing oh, in the aisles good all for the time. Them. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of us had crushes on them. Of Dude, was there anything better than watching you know a beautiful in a middle school worship. watching a girl? Yeah, pray, raising her hand. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of Amy Sanchez right now with her kids. Amy Sanchez, you know who you tap- are. <laughs> she ends up marrying Dan Reeve. They got a divorce. How about that? Oh. <laughs> Should have been with Steve. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, the divorce would have been more fun. At least. I'm saying it would have lasted. But it yeah, been yeah, but the dance upon injustice, it's kind of a charismatic vibe, is what you're saying. Is that also like, what were they talking about when they said injustice? Like, I. Yeah. What could they possibly I could try talk to about? fill that in? But it's just not like a common sort of phrase or metaphor. We I don't use like in a that dance way. on your grave or da- like yeah. or like the justice of the Lord makes you dance, but dancing on injustice. Like you're dancing so hard that the du- injustice is just like stomped into the dirt. And that's fun. But what was justice to them? Dance like nobody's watching. Lyrics. Dance like OJ still in jail. <laughs> what? I don't know. Dance like OJ yeah. still. In jail. That's how I want to dance. Wow. <laughs> hey, he got vaccinated. If he can do it, we all can. Get your shot, guys. Okay, Please. take care. That's actually, that's what pushed my mom over the top. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, football player? How can I do that? <laughs> he meant so much to African Americans at wow. the time. I'm just talking about the documentary right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good dog. Great dog. Anything else to say about this song in particular? I mean, I've got to say, if you really want to learn a lot about OJ, you can read Chris Jenner's autobiography. <laughs> Is that true? Oh my gosh, she talks about it so much. Oh, okay. she talks about she delirious was like best a lot. With the Cole Brown. So anyway, well, I, lo- I love I love I love Star autobiographies too. Have you oh, read yeah, the Demi Moore amazing. one? 
Yes. Have you read Jessica Simpson? No, I haven't read uh, that one. Demi, best, Demi Moore was, was really good. And sad, too. Jessica yeah. Simpson, best one in the past five years. Okay, I wow. Mate, um, I heard that from a friend of mine. I love yeah. Jessica those. Simpson, you will Did she talk about it. the, oh, Caroline, you're spilling a little oh, bit on the carpet. Okay. It's okay. Um, oh, okay. I'm Nick Lachey fucked her over. She was an alcoholic. She's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. She talks about that, that stuff. Well, and she had a huge like Christian background, exactly. too. That was That's like a, part of it. Hey, mm-hmm. if you're listening, guys, go out and get that Jessica Simpson book. <laughs> but uh, Nick Lachey fucked her. Let me just tell you this dope line about this. Please. I love it so much. Is uh, Nick Lachey fucked her over so bad. And then her dad came to her and said, this is the end of the chapter, too. Her dad comes to her and says, Nick wants $3 million. And then she was like, just give it to him. Like, I just want to be over with it. And she's like, I promise that I'll make it back. And she's like, and I did give or take a billion. <gasps> oh! Wow. We love a girl boss. <laughs> a CEO if I ever did saw. But yeah, but her shoe business, right? Yes. That's what did it. That's Straight right. up billionaire. Yeah. Honestly, I support being a billionaire if it's like to own Nick Lachey. <laughs> it's the only billionaires I support. Yeah. To own Nick Lachey or Chris Brown. We're going to have that Rihanna is a billionaire conversation <laughs> real soon. I'm going to get around to it. All right, but it's time to rate this song the way this works, Steve. We're going to give it a holy toast or holy roast. Holy toast, thumbs up. We send this song and all those beautiful British uh, sons, sons-in-law of an elder to heaven. <laughs> Just like, was it a three-way wedding? Like, was it? Yeah. They're like, well, you're the only chaps I know. <laughs> or was it like they just wanted to hang out with each other and it was the easiest way to keep yeah. doing that? It's like, well, I'll marry her. Well, I want to like, marry girls, her. They already get along. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's romantic. Don't you think there's something romantic about it? To marry siblings? Yeah. It's very little women. <laughs> it's very... Yeah, it feels very like small town. My brother yeah. and I dated sisters once. And my mom and her sister married my dad and his brother. How about that? Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Sisters marrying brothers. Yes. Pairs. Yes. Yeah, so I have a set of double cousins in Philly. Yeah, double... They would look the same. Mm-hmm. I dated wow. a pair of double cousins. Whoa. So uh, You dated both of them? Me? You dated both of them, Caroline? No. <laughs> yeah, well, two years apart. Whoa. Wait, they, what? They, okay, so it was... Two twin sisters married two brothers, you know, so those family and I dated one son from one family and another <gasps> son from oh the God. other one. I, I didn't know. know about that. I know. A year later, she's back at the barbecue. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> like, oh, I know. Realize, oh, you know so you did. Bizarre. We talked about it. It was weird. That's <laughs> amazing. But they were. Oh cousins. my god. Oh, yeah. Well, it's holy toast or holy roast. We send them. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, where the gates are not flung open, mm. or they might be for them. Or if we're not sure, either way, we can send them to purgatory, which is the space between. <laughs> and we'll start with Caroline. Uh, fling wide the gates of my love for this song holy toast uh you know it's always gonna feel when i hear worship songs like this like really fun and then like a tinge of pain of just like oh my god please don't ever send me back to (laughs) like that room i was trapped in for hours singing this one song but um but it's really beautiful and and now that i have some distance on you know that world too i I just love it it's great wow all right uh holy toast from caroline we turn to steve Absolute holy toast, beautiful song. I when they wrote it, I think you know, obviously we you told us the history. They were sincere. They were in this little town in England, mm-hmm. and they were like, "We just want to fucking praise God with all our minds." Yeah. And they started every worship service, like, and we just want to marry sisters. <laughs> and they made both of those things come true. We, <laughs> this song is 
about achieving your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I love doing three things. Marrying sisters, fucking praising God, and chewing gum, and I'm all out of gum. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, really, with like a Christian, it's so, they're so sincere. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're like anymore, but when they wrote this song, they were just three boys in, in England, and they fucking worshiped the oh, fuck yeah. out of God. And to me, <laughs> that's, that's, right. a, that's as noble as they could be, you know? Truly, truly, yeah. for them. I love it. Toast for me as well. Yes, a, a nostalgic favorite. I like Martin Smith's voice. It is a little bit distinct from Bono's, but not too much <laughs> as far as that stuff goes. But the whole Cutting Edge album, I'll, I'll return to sometimes and listen too. I liked how they did try to write essentially like a modern worship hymnal for people in the 90s and that they had at least the ambition to do that and and they did it. They did it, Joe. Uh, so yeah, a unanimous <laughs> holy toast Woo-hoo. from the GCF podcast. But you can vote for your, yourself. Go to at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter. Give it a roast or a toast. Get out there and Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> Guess what? You cozy got me. Should I put in like an Afghanistan drop there now? Uh, Guess what? Let me give it some time. We should. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's probably sensitive. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious! All right, now, all right, Steve. You know how this goes. We're bringing it to a more worshipful space, and we're just here to do business with the Lord. And right now, we're gonna be dimming the lights in here. <laughs> And they really dim them, guys. And light, light the candles, and uh, we're not here to plug ourselves or promote our projects. We're here to lift them up to the Lord. Uh, and that includes things that we might be enjoying in the secular culture. And we start, as per usual, with Caroline. I come on my knees to lift up at Caroline's Farts on Twitter, Instagram, mm. TikTok even. Wow. Wow. Um, something that has blessed me recently is a tiktok user named useless farm and she will just show you (laughs) her horrible animals Uh, some of them are very cute there's an emu named karen that is regularly trying to attack her and she'll just lift her arm up and like catch her in the neck (laughs) but uh the woman who runs the account is very funny and it's just a good time if you need to be you know have your mood lifted go check out useless farm on tiktok I saw that TikTok of her catching the emu by the neck. Yes. I thought she was oh, yeah. really funny. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, and all like there's nothing. Over, she's hardly ever like hawking anything. Like it's just mm-hmm. all silly little bits with her animals, and it's great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we turn to Steve. Steve, where can people lift you up? Uh, you find me at Big Hern on Twitter, Hernia on Instagram. Hernia. Hmm. Um. I love the Nighthouse. Have, have any either one of you seen it yet? No. What's that? Oh, it's the a, movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scary movie. Yeah. And it's very very. Did you see it? No, but I watched the trailer excitedly. It's, it's very good. If you like a lot scary of architectural movies, drawings. Yes, architect architecture plays a huge role in this movie. Ooh, I love and also, you know, just as a tidbit, yes, don't ever if your if your husband dies, don't ever look through his phone. Don't Ooh. ever look through his phone. There's good no tip, Caroline. They, no, I would I, you? I would ask you to do that to my. Just throw my phone straight into the deep ocean. Yes, please. Yeah, I whispered to my wife. I said. D- don't you dare I was like don't do it now don't do it you then you like it it's not gonna be fun it's not for you it's not for wives yeah. people's a, dead phones are not for it's wives it's a very good scary movie and, mm-hmm. and I feel like it. people haven't been talking about it enough so if you like scary movies still in the theater if you're an AMC A-list member hell yeah oh we gotta add you to the entourage yeah. team alright yeah. where are you at Burbank 16 oh yeah hell yeah or Santa Anita we got that one or the Americana 
Americana. Or the Americana yes, now. Yes. Although they don't validate parking there anymore. No, nah, it's five bucks. It stinks, so I'm yeah. not going to go. Well, there. unless you go to the scary Galleria parking lot. Yeah. Why well, do that when the, you have the, the Burbank 16 right there, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know. They have better screens anyway. I like anyway. the fountain. All right, thank you, Steve. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I will lift up. I already talked about Clash of the Clones, didn't I? I don't know. <laughs> the, if you did. the ice cream competitive reality show with Ben oh, and Jerry's. Yeah, it's so good. Right. I thought that was a Star Wars show. <laughs> Clash of the Cones. Yeah. Who's the? I thought oh, it was Clones. Atta- oh, Clash of the Clones. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be um, cool if they cross those over the ice cream stuff and the Star Wars they stuff. Do that. I bet I could make a Star Wars themed ice cream. <gasps> Ooh. Emperor Kevin. Palpa Vanilla Bean. <gasps> Emperor Palpa you Bean. You a Baby Yoda one. It'd be so great. Oh, I could do that. Just put a little green food dye in there. Yeah, and then Boom. call it like Baby Yoda. It's just vanilla with <laughs> yeah, food dye. Yeah, <laughs> People are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I've been watching, uh, I've been binging a lot of uh, Mike White's 2011 show Enlightened. That, yes, uh, you finally started watching it? Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Which I feel like as a man who loves Laura. A man of Dern experience. A, a man of a certain Dern. <laughs> uh, I feel embarrassed for not having engaged with I know. before. Isn't it great? It feels like a foundational text. And of, of oh, course We gotta I talk about it. that later. Of course. Uh, so I'll lift that up. You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. You can go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for more good Christian fun. And you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity is the Rainforest Trust. Once again, this is the first show of uh, September. This wow. is September 1. Here we go. Hey, mark those calendars. Dexter's got a birthday coming up. <laughs> oh, when's his birthday? I don't know. They just said it's September, but September we don't 11th. know when. So he's like, never forget. <laughs> That's how you know. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years this uh, this coming September. Yeah, what do you want to do, Caroline? It's <laughs> <laughs> insane in the party. I'm just saying, you know, something to think about. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's something to think about. Well, we want you all the <laughs> listeners to think about let's it. Let's give them something to think about. Steve, let's give them something <laughs> to think, think about. about. How about 9-11? Steve, thanks so much for joining us on the show Steve. today, bud. It was a pleasure. What a great time. And there's nothing left to say except for an all of Pod's people said. Okay. Okay, I love I you. Love you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Uh, and then let's uh, let's go out with this version, which I found on Spotify. Let's see how this sounds. This is a different kind of. By the of way, version. when I googled this song, the Google lyrics result is like Hillsong is what they say it's by. It's Did so you messed feel up. Okay, this says worship for Did kids, but I'm not hearing any kids yet. <laughs> Let a kid like sing motion. This? I want kids to sing it. I think kids singing stuff is so right. funny. <laughs> oh, Maybe they will. Right singing here. it kind of funny. Fling wide your gates. Fling wide your gates. No, this sucks. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend a lot of time googling mountains tremble children. <laughs> children. Ooh. Uh, all right. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.